Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Defective Podcast, a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. This week we watched Season 1, Episode 17, titled Home Soil, directed by Corey Allen and written by Robert Sabaroff, Carl Jures, Ralph Sanchez, and Robert Sabaroff. What's so funny, Brian? Oh, wait a minute. Tracy Tormay's in this episode. I should have known. Just back-to-back Tracy Torme episodes. Thanks for tuning in again to the Prime Defective Podcast. As I said earlier, this week we are watching Season 1, Episode 17 of The Next Generation, titled Home Soil. But first, Joel on True, Jared. Joel on True, Brian. I forgot that we used to do that at the beginning of this show. Oh, buddy. It's been so long. It has been a while. How have you been? How is the news in the Star Trek universe? Well, there hasn't been... It's a good thing that we decided to record now, because there really hasn't been a lot of news... Uh, since the last time I recorded it, except for one sort of major thing for Discovery, they actually announced some cast for the show. Wow. Can you believe this? Wow, wow. So the three people that they have named for Discovery as of right now are Doug Jones, who you say you don't know, but I know you've seen him in plenty of things. Uh, Doug Jones played Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Oh, I would Not totally recognize him behind all the blue makeup. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said you've seen him. I didn't yeah. say you might recognize him. Uh, he was the body, not the voice. Uh, he also, I believe, played um, Silver Surfer in that wonderful Rise of the Silver Surfer Fantastic Four movie that we I all know and love. could never bring myself to watch it. You never saw that? No. Oh, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> Galactus is a cloud. Uh, right. Doug Jones also on an episode of Flash, believe it or not, as a villain. I believe it. He played the guy that shot lasers out of his eyes. Remember him? Nobody does. Oh, you do? (laughs) That guy. The guy who shot lasers out of his eyes. Uh, Doug Jones is playing Lieutenant Saru, a Starfleet science officer and an alien species new to the Star Trek universe. So poor Doug Jones, always behind makeup. (laughs) He has a a face for makeup. Yeah. He's got a bot. What they love about Doug Jones is he's really skinny. So right. he can fit into weird stuff. The other casting is Mich- Michelle Yao. Is that how you spell her last name? I believe that is how you pronounce it. Yao. Yeah. Uh, we know her from uh, Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And that is all. I- well, no. She was in a Bond movie, wasn't she? Sounds familiar. I think she was in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies as a Chinese uh, Bond. <laughs> a or Chinese, Chinese Bond? Version of- <laughs> Chinese Junk Bond. <laughs> um, but that's all I really know about her. And you said you know less, right? Yeah, I mean, I only know that she's in Crouching Tiger, and I've never even seen it, so. No, oh, I know you saw that Bond movie, because there was that period of time in college when we were all seeing the Bond movies all the time. And this yes. that was the one with... Uh... Christmas Jones? No. Wait, yes, I think Christmas Jones was in that. Is that the one with uh, Terry Hatcher in it as well? No. That's oh. Tomorrow Never Dies. I yeah, think. I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, the one with Christmas Jones is the world is not enough. I don't oh, know. God, I missed the I miss Pierce Brosnan as Bond. <laughs> anyway, I thought uh, Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> That's not the line, is it? Yes, 
I thought the lie. I thought the lie was, "Oh my, I can't believe Christmas is going to come twice a year." No, oh. the lie. The last line of the film is, "And I thought Christmas only came once a year," <laughs> which is infinitely better than what you just said. <laughs> Mine was a mouthful. <laughs> Mine was the first draft line. We got to punch this up. This doesn't sound right. <laughs> At any rate, Michelle is going to be playing the captain of the Star Trek Discovery. Captain Georgiou? I don't know how to say that. Um, oh, wait. The Starfleet captain aboard the starship Shenzhou. So yeah, I, I guess Discovery is not the same name of the ship. No. Uh, and the other casting announcement is Anthony Rapp. R-A-P-P. Uh, I only know Anthony from one movie that I've seen a million times, and he was in uh, Days and Confuse. Did you ever see that? I have seen it a couple times. He plays... Uh, ben I Affleck. don't even remember it. What's that? I said he plays Ben Affleck. He plays Ben Affleck. No. He played... You remember the Jewish guy in the movie? What's his name? He shows up everywhere. Gets his ass beat. It was his best friend. No, dude. Tony. Woodward and Bernstein, they called. Anyway, he was in that. That's the only thing I know him from. Uh, but he apparently he was done a lot of stuff. He was in Rent. He was in Brent on Broadway and Rent in the movie, or Rent the movie. Yeah, and a couple other things. He was in School Ties. Uh, he is playing Lieutenant Stametz. Stametz, and I'm gonna botch this word. An astromycologist, fungus expert, and Starfleet science officer on the Starship Discovery. Okay, so. Discovery is the name of one of the ships. So, Michelle Yao is playing the captain of a different ship, apparently. I, I guess. Brian, aren't you a writer on this show? <laughs> Give me some fucking info. I am not. Oh, anyway. That's all we have as of right now. Uh, but I'm okay with all this. I don't know what these characters are or anything, and I barely know these actors from anything, so what more can I say? Nothing. Let's get into the show. So this week... Oh. <laughs> you sure we don't want to stretch this casting news out a little bit longer? God, please. <sighs> All right. So this week we watched season one, episode 17 of The Next Generation, entitled Home Soil, in which we get a really quick... Not geometry, not geography. Geology lesson. We get a really quick geology lesson about, about sediment. And we learned a little bit about terraforming. Terraforming and sediment and just... This episode did feel like a science class. It felt like something. <laughs> Man. Dry so, oatmeal. <laughs> ooh, ooh. So the the rundown of the show is... It, there, there's, there's a glimmer of hope in this episode, but it's very, it's very small. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a glimmer of something. Yeah, the... Uh, the Enterprise crew do as they do. They're traveling around. They are asked to visit some terraformers on a planet out in the middle of nowhere. And they show up. And the dude who's in charge of the terraformers was like, thanks, but no thanks. We're good. We don't need you here. And uh, the captain's kind of like, whoa, that's a little odd. And Troy's like, no, he's clearly hiding something. So Picard keeps pushing and basically invites himself down onto the planet. Um, everything seems okay until a dude dies under mysterious circumstances. Bum, bum, bum! From a laser that seems to be malfunctioning. But we come to find out the laser is not malfunctioning. Well, don't it ruin is... everything for them, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> 
30 year old spoiler it's a nail biter it's a nail biter of an episode a sentient life form is on the planet uh in in the soil or is somewhere i'm guessing it's in the rock in the soil and uh it's kind of sick of being terraformed and it starts waging war on the enterprise crew as the enterprise crew took it back to the enterprise for some reason to study it they didn't realize it was a life form until uh until it started blinking in nonsensical rhythms and they're like oh that must be life because there's no pattern to it well when it started talking to them i think they figured out that it was intelligent life well they 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 figured it out just prior i think to the to the it taking over everything uh, so this thing is uh, works with electrical impulses or is photoelectric or some nonsense. It starts fucking with the Enterprise computer and Enterprise everything else. It turns on the Universal Translator to talk to them and is like, yo, man, we're not happy. We're going to fuck your shit up. And we say, no, you're not because we're smarter than you. And we being the Universal we, as we've mentioned in the past episode. <laughs> Because mm. we're part of the Star Trek universe, clearly. I am. I don't know about you. <laughs> and they send the new life form back to where it once came. And wonder, why were these people continuing to terraform once they realized that there was a life form on the planet? Murderers. <laughs> the end. It's a, it's a, interesting to note that this is the last episode that Gene Roddenberry was the head writer of the show. <laughs> We're finally making out of the out of the long national nightmare. There's a little daylight at the end of that tunnel. So, overall, I was not a fan of this episode. I will also say that we're entering the territory now from this first season where I don't remember this at all. It's funny you should mention that because for again, going back and revisiting these old first and second season episodes that we're going to go through, I was like, well, there's probably a lot that I'm not going to remember, you know, except for the key episodes which we've watched. Right. Uh, but I always had this line in my head that I couldn't shake about them meeting an alien and the alien calling them ugly bags of mostly water. <laughs> and I could never remember what episode that was. So as soon as it, I said, oh, my God, this is the one. And then the line came. I was like, I've been holding on for this for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know it was Home Soil, one of the worst episodes I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, now I know why I couldn't find it. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the episode. I, I like the concept of uh, a lot. You know, a a inorganic life form existing and them finding it. But like the chicanery that was going on with. The people who were terraforming the planet, they had an idea that maybe this thing was sentient, and they're like, fuck it, we'll just keep drilling. We're just, well, just going to destroy it. Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't find this out to the end of the episode that the life forms were actually trying to give them signs. And at first I was like, okay, I mean, if that were me, I'd be like, it's a natural phenomenon. But then like, when the supposed aliens were making geometric shapes in the sands... Yeah. And, you know, it would change. I'd be like, well, something's funky here. And everyone's like, ah, fuck it. Keep drilling. Yeah. We we need to drill this planet. We need to terraform it. <laughs> drill, drill, drill. Uh, but this episode, yeah, you're right. The concept is cool. And we'll see this concept many a time in yeah. many of episodes and many other Star Trek shows. Although I feel like towards the middle and end of The Next Generation, they steered clear of 
stuff like this, but I could be wrong. I don't know. The one that's sticking out of my head is the episode with Data and the Exocomps. Do you remember that one? The little robot drones that he insists are alive. No, never mind. Oh, just well, just... wait. Well, you'll <laughs> see it in four years. Yay! <laughs> uh, but so yeah, I was with you. The concept was fine. The execution was dry as eating cardboard. Yeah, and like, the good. There's just a lot of techno babble. A lot of like you're right, geology lessons, and just uh, just you're just like oh god, like there was just nothing exciting or interesting going on. The acting in this episode is super bad uh-huh. from everyone involved. And the line reads are crazy. There yeah. are some line deliveries that I'm like, they were they just given that line just then? Like, <laughs> did it just come to them? Where did that line come from? And it's not just from one or two people. It's from almost everyone in the cast. No, but number one prize goes to, and I can't remember his name because I wasn't paying attention to it, was the head of the terraforming. Oh, you mean when he's leaving the room? Yes, at the end! Oh, no, <laughs> not, at, was... not at the end. Oh. There's an episode, there's a, there's, there's a time where they're, they're, when Picard is accusing him of murder. Right, right, right. That's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah, and he walks out of the ready room and he turns around and he delivers his crappy yes. line. <laughs> he, he starts walking out of the room. He's like, I create life. <laughs> and he turns around and goes, I don't take it. And then he leaves the room. I have it all written down here because the line read was tremendous. Yeah, but everybody from him to the uh, to the uh, hippie woman who was working on his team. Oh, you mean the one where she's trying to redirect the power? And, and one of the places she's like, the thing is. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn. Don't. Don't. What? <laughs> I wanted to get to that later. Oh. That was no. That was the engineer on the Enterprise. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the woman on the on the drilling team. The one that's always who crying? All, who's all, yeah, who's all lovey-dovey and excited, like, and then we do this, and then we do that, and we create beautiful life. And then she's like, I didn't know, and I'm crying. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> she reminds me of the, the kindergarten teacher from Billy Madison who puts the paste on her eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right. That's, yeah. that's a good analogy. <laughs> um. Yeah, there. I just I have barely like I have notes just from about the terrible line reads, but like the episode itself, I I just could not really care about it. I have yeah. six notes written down. That is it. Okay, let's see if they're the same ones I have. Uh, well, the bad part is is that I watched this in two parts over the course of two or three weeks. <laughs> wow. Uh, but in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. When they contact the planet and they're talking to him, and this happens a lot on, on in these early episodes, and I just can't figure out how this, this like how they square this is when they use the mute button when they're talking to somebody and they just turn and start talking to each other. And yeah, and I'm like, is the person <laughs> just sitting there watching them but not hearing them? Like, I wonder. I, I I always wonder that too. Like if on the other side it goes blank, or just like uh like a hold screen comes up, <laughs> <laughs> a screensaver, right? Or like pre-recorded. <laughs> like, it's just pre-recorded. I would just love it when, if when Picard's like, "Okay, put the comms back on." The person's like, "I know you were just fucking talking about me. I could see your mouths moving." Right. Yeah, I never uh, understood that. Uh, and then the so I have the mute button and exclamation points written, and then after that, uh, they go down to the ground 
and the woman gives them the tour of the place, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a fucking science lesson. It really was like a science lesson. Yeah. Like, she went through, like, every step, and then the soil comes here, and then we radiate this, and Riker's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, Riker, I'm doing the same thing. This is boring as fuck. <laughs> Maybe I'll use a screenshot. Maybe I'll use a screenshot of the computer giving the science lesson as the, <laughs> as the screenshot for this episode. Uh, and then there's a big chunk where I don't have any notes. <laughs> and it comes to the point, and this is one of my favorite parts. It didn't really happen, happen, but I thought it was, was when they start to determine that there's life on the planet. You know, they're getting an idea. They have the little shiny thing in the uh, bell jar. Yeah. And they're still trying to figure it out. And Picard's like, all right, let's talk to everybody down there and see what we can do. <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this? I have it written down right here. <laughs> where, where Troy tells Riker, why don't you just fuck the info out of that girl? I have Troy suggests that Riker uses man charms to get the info. Oh, I just have Riker fuck it out of her. <laughs> fuck it out of her. It was kind of ridiculous, like out of left field, where Troy's like, well, maybe I can't, but maybe you can, Riker. <laughs> you and see then, the glint in Riker's eyes, like, right. "Oh, I got this." The creepy smile, no beard smile. And then the next, the next, the next shot is her crying in her personal quarters or wherever yeah. she is, and Riker's striding in. Would you like to talk? <laughs> I didn't know. I was just like, I, I, I was like, man, if he fucks her, that's gonna be screwed up. But he doesn't fuck her. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that though, because it's like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> You know that was Gene Roddenberry slipped that in. <laughs> yeah. So after that, uh, I, my next note, which is the thing that you were trying to bring up a second ago that I told you not to do yet, <laughs> was the most amazing line I've ever heard on any episode <laughs> in seven seasons. <laughs> because I don't think this is ever brought up again or mentioned. You mean the particular room that she redirected the power to? Yes. Yeah. I don't think it is either. Well, okay, so they're trying to – the aliens take over the ship and they're locking out rooms and this and that. And they're trying to get access to the science lab. And unknown engineer who will be gone next episode is telling Riker, look, I can't do this. I'm trying to reject it here. It keeps getting Like, I don't know what's going on. They locked two people in a turbo lift and locked – I forget who it was. It was the science lab people or somebody. Locked somebody. Yeah, but it was like the power converter team or something like that. Something like that. In the restroom. For the programmers. The, pro- the, yeah, programmers the, the program restroom. in the programmers restroom. Yeah. Right? And I had to rewind. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I did too. I'm like, did she just say restroom? <laughs> so and as far as I know, according to the blueprints of the Enterprise D, there's only one restroom and it's on the bridge. Yeah. Uh so and then I was like do they, do they mean bathroom, or is that something different? Like, that's like a rest. Like, do they go in there and rest? The programmers need to rest. Right. Uh, but I'm going to go under the assumption that she meant the shitter. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the space shitter. Is it yeah. spaced up? So, the, so, so now I'm picturing the programmers, who I assume are in the gold outfit, with, like, their little leotards down around their ankles <laughs> trying to get out of the, <laughs> out of the space toilet. <laughs> and just being like, what the fuck? Why am I locked in here? What, um, nothing on Memory Alpha about the space shitters? Uh, that's a good question. They got writing, references. No, there's really, there. much how, like, we have nothing to say about this episode, neither does Memory Alpha. 
Hmm. Other than the fact that uh, that Gene Roddenberry was this was his last episode, it has some notable quotes, and that is about it. Yeah, so I, I'm curious to see if this is ever mentioned again. The restroom. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can we keep uh, restroom mentions? <laughs> can we keep a list of other people who've been shut down by Picard? Because he yells at the director of the chairformers and goes, Enough! <laughs> <laughs> So I have one more, or I have two more notes written down. Obviously, one is uh, bags of ugly water, or ugly bags of mostly water, because that stuck out to me. And then my other favorite thing that goes on in this, because I believe the name that they give to the aliens, mm-hmm. microbrains, yes, <laughs> is an insult that Q uses against Worf in some either past episode or future episode. Where Worf ju- walks in the room and Q turns around and goes, oh, look, it's microbrain. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since I, you know, Q, the Q episodes are the ones that I probably go back and watch them, you know, more than these, than home soil-esque episodes. Right. Uh, every time they kept saying it, microbrains, I was like, that sounds like a fucking insult. <laughs> I did write it down because I was surprised that they would call something microbrain, but yes. Okay, so that is kind of like an insult. Well, I mean, it's just a weird term. I don't know. I thought it was weird. But yes, there is an episode where uh, Q calls Worf microbrain. Okay. I just looked it up. So yeah, uh, other than the line reads that were notable for this, like the... When they're trying to figure out what the uh, microbrain is made out of, and the oh, computer is yes, is doing are you talking the about the same word? Reading off elements. Is this when Worf, Jordy, and Data are all sitting in a row? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Explain that to me, please. <laughs> well, the the computer is reading off the things that are in this inorganic life form, like carbon and something. I don't remember what they are. But each one of them, like when there's a combination of elements or some kind of element, one of them will say, like, oh, well, that's what gives it this. But they won't say that's what gives it this. They'll just think, like, you're supposed to understand that. So Data says something like, oh, that's what causes photoluminescence. And the other one's like, that's what causes, you know, it to do this. And Worf's like, oh, that's a... The stuff in a transistor. Or no, I think Data says that's the stuff in a transistor. Yeah. But they're just like naming off the different things it can do based on the stuff that it's made out of. And it was just a weird a weird piece of the episode. I, also, but it seemed like to me like they were trying to do a scene where, you know, when you get two people who are like smart and they're working on a problem together and one is finishing each other's, you know, like, then we do this and the other guy's like, yeah, and then if we do that and then they both go at the same time, then if we do this, you know, and it'll work. Like, I think that was supposed to be them figuring out – because that's when they figure out if they turn down the lights, it'll kill them. Yes. I think right? it was shortly after that. Right. Uh, but it was done in such a clunky fucking way. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, I, go ahead. I was going to say there's another line read from Worf where – they're talking about the patterns, or they're showing the patterns on the screen, and Worf just goes, I cannot understand the patterns. 
<laughs> That's right. I caught that one too. I thought that yeah, I had the same reaction. I was like, I cannot understand. And I'm like, what? Why would he say it that way? Right. Like, and Jordy's like, neither can I, buddy. Neither can I. Like, it looks so stupid. There was also that great one where Worf is like, but is it alive? And the computer answers him. And he's just like, I wasn't asking you. Yeah. <laughs> there was just some weird shit in this episode. Maybe they were like coming up on their Christmas break and they were all just tired. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. So, oh yeah, this look at this. This was filmed between December third and December fourteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. They're all like, "Oh, fucking come on, man!" Almost Christmas. Probably the last episode before break. Yep. Well, I have nothing else to say about this episode. This seems to be a very short episode of the Prime Defective Podcast because I got. I don't want to drone on about it. We already half this episode was about casting news. Honestly, there really isn't much to say. Like, this is a skipper, man. There is nothing interesting or fun about this episode at all. Down to the script, down to the acting. There's no great special effects. I mean, it's not. there's nothing to this. No. No, and that would be, like, I was going to say, like, I'm sure there's nothing from this episode that ever comes up again, right? Oh, well, I mean, that I guess you can't. Alpha. If you count the numerous times that they've discovered life and been like, hey, this is just like that time we were on that boring-ass terraforming planet. (laughs) (laughs) So then, yeah. Yeah. And what's surprising on Memory Alpha, this script was written three times. They had a a revised final draft on December 2nd. It has, like, three people who helped write it. Yeah. Like, I could have written this uh, taking a shit in five minutes. (laughs) You know, yeah, maybe they, an extra five minutes after that to come up with a couple of the names and stuff like that. But man, micro brain. Yeah, <laughs> what should I call this new alien species? Hey, retarded glowing light. <laughs> nah, nah, it doesn't sound good. Pink I call micro brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're right. There's really, I mean, it's going to be a short episode because there is nothing in this episode. Yeah. All Next right. Next week will well, be way much better. Yeah. What? Well, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said next week will be way better. That's funny because I did. I was just about to say that next week's episode we'll be watching Coming of Age. This oh, episode, oh yes, I love this episode. This episode is fucking bonkers. <laughs> yes, this is a good episode. So stay tuned. Check us out next week. Tune back here for season one, episode eighteen of the Next Generation Coming of Age. Uh, and until then, you can always reach out to us at theprimedefective.com or on our Twitter. Uh, the Prime Def. You can also check us out at the soon to be named network, soon to be named network.com or soon to be named network.tumblr.com with uh, podcasts of all like minded individuals who have all kinds of awesome things to say about religion or I guess lack thereof, politics, comic books, nerdery, uh, general blathering of things. So go check every, all those podcasts out over there. You can check out other podcasts that Jared and I are on specifically Prodigal Sons Podcast. Uh, And Jared is also on another one called The Profane Argument, so check those out. And uh, until next time, Joel on True, Jared. Joel on True, Brian. And see you in the Jeffrey's tubes. Shut up, Wesley.